Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. Everybody got it? Or just listen carefully if you prefer. Page 1042. Just before we read, let's pray and ask for God's help. Lord, as we come to this little story, would you let it go deep in us, we pray. Would the mind of Christ our Saviour live in us? Would this story get into our bloodstream? And would you make us a little bit more like the Mary that we're about to read about? I pray that for all of us, Father, whatever's on our mind, however heavy our heart, however distracted we are, would you bless us, we pray, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Luke 10, 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will, be, it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Miss Rabbit is busy, 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 she's so busy, she's got so much stuff to do. Miss Rabbit is busy, 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 so busy, always helping me and you. Any Peppa Pig fans in the room today? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, I've got one, excellent, yeah. I can't say I'm there just yet, personally. Uh, having young children has been, exposed me to a lot of the TV show Peppa Pig. And um, I, I, I wouldn't say I like it. But, um, <laughs> but there's this great character, Miss Rabbit. And uh, Miss Rabbit is so busy, as you can tell from her little song. You know, she's always running around. She's got several paid jobs. She's got so many volunteer roles. She's always trying to do stuff. And Miss Rabbit is busy. And they sing this song. So, and it's fun. You know, the kids, Peppa Pig and George, they go to the fire station to have a look around. And, oh, look who's driving the fire engine. It's Miss Rabbit. Or they get on the school bus to go to school. Oh, look, Miss Rabbit. I didn't know you drove the school bus. Yeah. Yes, I do, yeah. Or, you know, she drives a helicopter and a hot air balloon, and she works at the library, and, oh, she even runs a gift shop on the moon, uh, which might just rhyme with balloon, but I don't know. She, Miss Rabbit, she's very loved, and she's gently mocked in Peppa Pig, because you're, you're, you're so busy, you're always anxious and distracted and, and worried about many things, Miss Rabbit. And in our Bible story today, there's this character who's very loved by Jesus, Martha, she's very busy. In fact, Jesus says, you're worried and upset about many things. You're, you're distracted. Can I talk to you? Can I have a word with you, Martha? And maybe for some of you, the Lord Jesus just wants a word with you today. You, you seem distracted by many things. Have you forgotten the one thing that's necessary, which is listening to the Lord? We'll get to that. These sisters, they're fascinating. They come up one out the place in the Bible because this is kind of short, isn't it? And you're left wondering what. Um, but John chapter 11, you get a bit more. You get, they've got a brother called Lazarus. They've got this amazing story there, but uh, we'll come to that another time. Here we are in Luke chapter 10 in our series. And um, 
we've got two main characters, so we'll look at each in turn. We'll, we'll have a look at Martha, and then we'll turn to consider Mary. Okay, we'll do it that way. And um, I've got some practical ideas, and then we'll finish. Firstly then, Martha. Martha was distracted by many things. Verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Remember, Jesus at this time, he's a roving preacher. He's homeless. He's already said that in the gospel. And um, he's got no income. So he relies on people like this. We know in chapter 8, he relies on women who are generous to him. And it lists some of them who are sort of financially generous so that he can do his ministry. So it's an amazing thing she does, she does when it says she opened her home to him. That's why we need people to keep being generous at St. Paul's, offering what resources they have so that other people can encounter Jesus. Don't get me wrong, Martha's generous. But Martha's first reaction is, quick, the Lord is coming. You know, he's accepted my invitation, quick, tidy. You know, she's hoovering or she's dusting. She's like, oh, I've got to clean the bathroom. So she's grabbing the toilet brush and she's pulling on the marigolds and she's getting busy in the bathroom. Oh, uh, now I've got to uh, cook the main course. I better get the meat in so the meat cooks. <gasps> pudding. I bet, uh, they want a pudding. Maybe a choice of pudding. Should I do two puddings? So that they have, oh, yeah, I better get on with that. Oh, I wish... Mary would help because Mary, my sister, is supposed to be here, but she's not lending a hand. Oh, they're going to need a drink and they're coming soon, so what, what am I going to serve to drink? Lay the table, chop the veg. Where is Mary? I need Mary to help me host. Can somebody get Mary? Boil the vegetables, wipe the sweat off your brow because it's midday and it's the Middle East and she's in the kitchen. It's really hot and she's worried. It's like playing World Cup football in Qatar at the moment. You know, <gasps> this is stifling. I can't believe Mary's not here. Where is Mary? She's thinking... Oh, I can hear Mary laughing and chatting in the other room. Oh, my goodness, the pie is burning in the oven. Ow, oh, burnt myself now. Oh, this, this does it. And I imagine at that point, she storms into the sitting room wherever Mary's sitting, listening to Jesus, and she goes, Lord, verse 40, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha is actually annoyed with Jesus himself. Do you notice that? She is annoyed with her sister. She's also annoyed with Jesus. Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me? So she's, she's nettled with Christ and he hasn't stepped in. And um, you might be enjoying the many features of this story, such as sibling tension. You ever known that? No one can wind me up like my siblings can. Uh, everyday cooking, that's got a bit of that in here, hasn't it? Trying to provide for people, cleaning and prayer. It's got prayer, calling out to Jesus. Lord, don't you care? I'm in this stressful situation, don't you care? Jesus sums up her situation in verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Maybe Jesus is gesturing to all the dishes that she's trying to prepare in the kitchen, all the things she's trying to get done. Because why, why is she trying to do that? Because she feels some sort of social pressure to do those things? Because that's what people expect of her? Why, why, are, you, why are you trying to do this, Martha? What? The point here is that Martha is distracted by many things, many good things. Don't you, she's, it's not like she's running off. She's not like a prodigal son running off into the wilderness to spend herself in sin or something. She's trying to do good things. But he says, Martha, just, there's just a lot going on here. Many, many things that you're distracted by. And it's squeezed out the one important thing. Churches can often feel a bit like Martha's kitchen. You can feel very stressed and you can be a bit annoyed that the other Christians, the siblings, you know, the brothers and sisters, why aren't they doing as much as me? 
Why, why am I busy and I'm doing a lot of serving around here and they don't seem to be doing very much? Why are they giving more than me? Uh, I'm giving, so why, why am I giving more than them? And I wonder why they're not being generous too. You get the idea? It was a time for me personally, a, a previous church, when I think I was so busy doing ministry, lots of good things, but I became not very charitable to others. I was distracted by lots of the things I was trying to achieve. And if you'd come to me then, I would have just basically been annoyed with you. Stop giving me something else to do. It actually took an enforced break from work to teach me to stop the distractions. So you see, there's Martha. She's, she's busy and distracted by many things. But of course, there's Mary. And I want to get on to talk to Mary, so let's turn to her. Secondly, Mary sat and what did she do? Someone tell me. It says, Martha had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, what? Listening, yeah, it's so simple. The way the sentence is constructed by Luke in Greek is, is very clear. That The main verb is she listened and she went on listening. It's in this particular tense. So she sat and listened to the Lord. That's the second thing. I know this is confusing if you've heard about a Mary in the Bible. This is not actually Jesus' mum. It was just a common name. So this is a different Mary, sister of Martha. And you know when you're totally enamored with somebody, maybe you've, you've, you've started going out with somebody on a date and you think, oh, I love listening to you. Or you have a celebrity that you love to listen to online. That's kind of what she's doing. She's all ears. She's listening, listening to Jesus. And when Jesus is hauled out by Martha to try and get him to reprimand her sister, he says in verse 42, few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. When Jesus says what is better, the word is literally portion. So it's a, it's a food word. Um, it, it can mean dish. So it's like Jesus could be gesticulating to the dishes. You know, I see Mary, um, Martha, you've tried to prepare all these dishes. You know, there's so many things that you've chosen to do. Mary's chosen the best dish, which is getting a, a meal from the Lord, listening to the Lord. Mary sat and listened to the Lord. Can I just point out two brilliant things about Mary? I, just, I really warm to her character. Uh, she is not an expert in the law, and she is a woman. Can I just mention each of those two things, because they're, they're fabulous. Uh, she's not an expert in the law. If you were here last week, we looked at the Good Samaritan. Do you remember that guy? He's the expert in the law, and he comes with his clever questions, and he's, he's, he's the, the, like the academic dude who's supposed to know everything. But he, it's not a sort of happy story. Jesus is pushing back at him and saying, do you love your neighbor? And he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And the guy's trying to justify himself. But then Luke deliberately puts Mary in next. It's actually slightly out of sequence because um, Mary lived in Bethany near Jerusalem. So it seems like Luke has deliberately brought her story in here, maybe as a contrast. So I think what's going on is, remember in chapter 10, verse 21, two weeks ago, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, because you've not revealed these things to the wise and learned, experts in the law, but to little children. I think Mary's an example of a sort of little child. She's just thrilled to hear the word of the Lord. She just comes and listens and listens and drinks it all in. So she's not an expert in the law. And of course, you don't need to be. You don't need a PhD or a robe or letters before or after your name to be a Christian. You just need to choose the best dish. Jesus says elsewhere, a person shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's available to everybody. So she's not an expert in the law. And then second thing that's striking about her is she's a woman. Now, I know that's obvious, but you can miss the shock of what's going on here. Mary sat with the men. 
in the ancient synagogues, it was the men who got to sit and do the religious listening and talking, and it was the woman's place to be in the kitchen. Imagine if Jesus had done what Martha wanted, and at this moment in history, if he'd said, yeah, do you know what, Mary? It would actually be better if you went and got lunch ready. That would totally change the complexion of Christianity if we had a story like that in the Bible. But he said, I want her to sit and listen. I want that for every disciple. The author, Rebecca McLaughlin, points out that there were more men in the ancient world than women because women often died in childbirth and baby girls were often left outside to die. Um, So if you were an ancient Mediterranean, there were just more men than women around. But for some reason in the early church, it was heavily female. It It was the flip side of society. Why is that? Surely it's mainly because of the way Jesus elevated women. He he wanted them to sit, he wanted them to learn, he wanted them to be treated as equal. McLaughlin says Christianity is the greatest movement of women in all of history. Fascinating thing to say, isn't it? Because of moments like this. And I I personally, I loved hearing one of our church members who grew up in an Islamic country talk about going to church for the first time in that country. And she said it was a secret house church with um, just maybe half a dozen Christians gathered around a table. And she said uh, two things really struck her straight away. Firstly, people were happy and they laughed. She said, I wasn't expecting that. Christians were joyful. And secondly, the women sat with the men. It was just around the table. There was this great equality that I could sense when I walked into the room. So Mary sat and listened to the Lord. Jesus' invitation to you this morning, what would he have you do then since you've come to church and listened to the Lord? Will you keep sitting and listening to him? In the old-fashioned Bible, King James Version, it says one thing is needful. I'd rather like that word, needful. Um, One thing is needful. Will you listen to the Lord? Obviously, you can't literally sit at Jesus' feet. Wouldn't that be amazing if Jesus was here bodily and we could just sit and he could preach the sermon and we could sit there and listen to him? Instead, you've got me. But, sorry, but he appointed apostles and he, he had things written down so that we could listen to the Lord. So we get to do that. That's our privilege, to listen to the Bible. I read recently that um, there is no instruction in the Bible for a daily quiet time or daily devotions. But there are many commands to walk with the Lord or to fix our eyes on Jesus or here to listen to him. So it, the book pointed out, How do you plan to live for Christ your whole life? What's your plan? Surely if you're going to pull that off and you're going to have a life spent for Jesus, that's just going to mean regular listening to the Lord, absorbing it, meditating on it, and then living for Jesus. So will you sit and listen to the Lord? Look, here's a bunch of ideas. I've got some practical ideas. In fact, I've got um, dangers and then gifts. So I want to round off our time together with some practical stuff and hopefully it will get you thinking and maybe you can share others with each other afterwards. Um, six dangers and six gifts to, uh, to get you going. Okay. Firstly, first danger, uh, bedtime. Right, you have to sleep. You're a human being. And the more you push your sleep later, guess what? The more tired you become. So if you want to listen to the Lord, you've got to sleep. So personally, I find that if I, if I don't go to bed by 11 o'clock at night, then I personally, I'm going to be pretty useless in the morning. I'm just tired and complaining and can't concentrate on very much. You'll know what your version is. But I ha- if I, I have to go to bed at bedtime if I want to get up and listen to the Lord. Second danger, phones. 
You may have heard me say before that I prefer the paper Bible that many of you are holding. I, I've been trying to work out if that's just preference and taste and I should go easy on you. I've worked out. I don't think it is, actually. I think because your paper Bible doesn't give you a notification. Okay? And so I want to say to you, actually, if you don't want to be distracted in church or in, in your personal devotions when you're reading the Bible, I think a paper Bible is preferable because it doesn't ping at you or tell you that someone's liked your post on Instagram or, or you know, send you an email notification, whatever it is. So you know, don't get me wrong, I love, I love phones, I love smartphones, I love that you can have a Bible on it, but I prefer a paper Bible because it doesn't intrude. There is no danger when you're sitting in church that it will intrude. Phones. Uh, third danger, London. Have you noticed this city is non-stop? It wants you to be worried and distracted by many things. I, I heard someone who moved from Devon to London, started working here, say, this place is nuts. Uh, you know, I, this, this is, people are so driven here. and yeah, Everyone wants to you know, keep up and achieve more. And there's, there's good things about that. It makes this city productive. But on the, on the bad side, it's like living in the fast lane the whole time. So it's okay. You can pull into the slow lane once a day, once in a while, regularly, and you can listen to the Lord. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Bedtime, phones, London. Fourth danger, socialising. I can't believe I'm saying that. It, it can be a danger to socialise because you can be so desirous, you can so want to say yes to everything that actually it crowds out everything else. And particularly, I'd say, the Lord gives us one day in seven particularly for him. That's, that's Sunday. So if you're not in the habit of blocking out Sundays so that you're definitely at church, or if you just find you're stressed and harassed on Sundays because actually you've committed to something straight before or straight afterwards and everything just feels a bit, mm, can I say just, why not drop some of those things so you can listen to the Lord? Fifth danger, parenting. Uh, parenting takes a lot of time and energy and um, it, it can feel like listening to the Lord isn't available. So if you're a parent, no one's saying you have to do devotions like you did maybe when you were younger. You know, you had loads of time and you had no little kids yapping at your heels. But wouldn't it be lovely if in the, in the busiest years of your life, perhaps, you could spend 10 minutes a day listening to the Lord? Wouldn't that be a precious gift for these years? Parenting. Sixth danger church duties okay I hesitate to say this because um, I really need at the moment more welcomers um, some more musicians some more evangelists and someone to help on the finance team however forget that for a moment because I want to encourage you to be a bit more merry okay so if for some of you busy with good things and sometimes you need to stop some of them maybe put down that plate that you're spinning and I would rather, if you're going to be a bit more merry, out of simple godliness and a desire to live, listen to the Lord and not burn yourself out, would rather you did that. So six dangers, bedtime phones, London, socialising, parenting, church duties. Um, and uh, I've just got time, I think, for the gifts, okay? Let me elevate you a little bit. Six gifts I think the Lord has given you. Firstly, Church. We've touched on this, but what a precious time this is. You, know, you get to come here, you get to, you get to sit, meet other Christians, and listen, listen to the Lord. That comes around one in seven days. Most workplaces don't bother you on a Sunday. Isn't that amazing? We have that Christian legacy. So church is a gift. Maybe, maybe it's just good to thank the Lord for church today. Second gift, mornings. I know not everyone is a morning person, right? Don't, don't get me wrong, I know some of you aren't. 
But when you wake up in your bed in the morning, there is this beautiful little period when usually no one's asked you anything. You, you haven't had an email or a notification. Um, you're not expected to be at work yet. And it's just, it's just pretty peaceful. Often nothing's gone wrong yet, although sometimes you can't help, something has gone wrong. But in general, there's that, that golden time. So the morning is a gift. Maybe that's a great time to listen to the Lord. I remember becoming a Christian about 20 years ago and trying to get up in the morning and read the Bible. I, just, I was just so tired. You know, I just keep falling asleep where I was sitting. And I look back and think, well, I'm a bit better now. Like, I don't, don't do that quite so much. But I was there. I was trying to listen to the Lord and, and those times really formed me. So mornings are a gift. Third gift is, is retreats. I've benefited a lot from having 24 or 48 hours away, maybe once or twice a year. I take a Bible with me maybe take one Christian book I'd quite like to read a little bit of and I go somewhere inspiring, perhaps with a Christian friend. Jesus retreated often, so maybe don't think you're above that if, if you think, I could never do that. That's a gift if you can get it, a retreat. Um, fourth thing, hot drinks are a gift. Uh, have you noticed if you boil the kettle and you drink any sort of hot drink, you can't, you can't like, drink it really quickly, you have to slow down. So if, if you're into hot drinks in any way, just, oh, Thank you for this gift, Lord. I can slow down. I've probably got 10 minutes here. Um, I could sip it slowly. and Maybe I could listen to the Lord while I do it. I've got a friend who buys really nice coffee, and so they just look forward to that really nice coffee every day when they can brew it and then um, sip it and listen to the Lord. Maybe you could do something similar. Fifth gift is seasons. Uh, every season is a gift. And today we're on the first Sunday of Advent. So maybe for you, this is a wonderful opportunity. You could turn a new page. You could think, thank you, Lord, for this new season. I'm going to use it to listen. Uh, I had some Advent devotionals to sell to you, but the 9.30 service bought them all, so you can't have any. But you can get them on your Bible app on your phone if you have a smartphone. You can, you can easily access the devotional that will take you through Advent listening to the Lord. And then sixthly and finally, the sixth gift is a journal. I've just found personally that if I listen with a pen in my hand, if I get a nice journal that I look forward to writing in, then um, that's a gift. And I can write a prayer. I can express what I'm thankful for. I can go about it that way. So six gifts, church, mornings, retreats, hot drinks, seasons, and journals. I bet you can think of at least one more and maybe you can talk about it afterwards. Brothers and sisters, will you listen to the Lord? One thing is needful, listen. I love to see wonderful examples of people doing this in our church and it gives me a lot of joy to think that many of you go about your life this way. You don't need to be worried and upset about many things. You, know, you don't have to be like Miss Rabbit. You can just hone in on Jesus' voice. It's time that we've finished. Let me give you a moment in silence and you could consider, well, what, what does it mean for me? What's the danger? What's the gift? And then I'll pray.
Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we would love to listen to your voice. It says here in the Bible that Mary sat and listened and she chose what is better. And we want to say to you today, we choose what is better. There are many things we are concerned with, Father. Maybe we're trying to juggle a lot of plates. But we do want to spend our lives listening to you. So please, insofar as we're able, with the time that you've given us, in whatever way we can, would you send the power of your spirit to to give us that attitude of Mary, we pray. And I pray that this would be a new season. For we ask it in the power of the Spirit and through the name of Jesus and for your glory, Father. Amen.